What's up, beautiful people? This is your host of Organized Mess, Antoine TV2, and I'm back with a brand new episode tonight. I hope everybody's having a good night or a good day, wherever you're at. And, yo, today has been a great day for me. I hope it's been a great day for everybody else. I love each and every one of y'all that tunes in and listens to the whole podcast and support us and follow us on all social medias. I thank y'all for that. Look, we have a lot of juicy topics tonight. You know, a lot of stuff I just want to be talking about. Just get off some off my chest. Um, and a lot of stuff that just didn't make sense to me. I just want to give my opinion and express my opinion out there to the wonderful people out there of the beautiful world on this earth. So, yeah, just sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, and let's get right into the first topic. So, first topic, um, Elon Musk buys Twitter. I know Elon Musk is a multi-billion dollar investor, obviously, a, you know, the CEO of Tesla, and, you know, also has made PayPal in, you know, in the past when he was 22, and just, you know, on and on and on, is just a big time billionaire that everybody knows. Um, but, besides him making PayPal, like, creating Tesla, SpaceX, one of his few... Um, multi-million dollar, you know, industries and businesses. He went and bought Twitter. And in my mind, and in everybody's mind, wondering why, what was the reason you bought Twitter for? You already have a multi-billion dollar company with SpaceX and Tesla. So why do you need to buy Twitter? Well... A recent uh, article from the New Yorker page uh, put an article why Elon bought Twitter, and he's like they said on Monday, Elon Musk bought Twitter for forty-four billion dollars. Forty-four billion dollars. Not only he's the richest man on earth. Plans to take social media company private, and he said he wants Twitter to adhere mostly, sorry, adhere more closely to the principles of free speech, which is in statement must call the bedrock of functioning democracy. And he also states that Twitter is a digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. Hmm. When I was. It's, I mean, I understand that on Twitter, it's hard to express, like, what you want to feel on there, because every, if you give your opinion, someone's like, oh, that's not right, oh, that's not your right, like, oh, that's wrong, that, that's totally wrong, no, this is right, this is right, like, it's your opinion, and when you're on social media, you're free to express your own opinion, like, you know... It's okay to take criticism, but don't do it in a way that, you know, you seem like everybody's, you know, answer's wrong except yours. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like, it's either your opinion may be wrong or may be right. Like, but also have, let people kindly say what they want to say without being judged on the internet. Because that's what internet is now. You put your opinion out there, everybody judge it, and it's like, oh no, this is wrong, oh no, mine is right, no, 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 not yours is right, mine is right, mine is right, like, and it's just a 
constant circle of like who's right, who's wrong, like and all that type of shit. Like I understand freedom of speech and a lot of these social media apps is like kind of like no more because you know if like there's really no opinion, it's like oh fuck your opinion, your opinion doesn't matter at all, and it sucks that social media has gone down this route now and. <laughs> I understand that he wants um, people, people's platforms to change. I understand that. But not all people think the same. So it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of odd to, like, talk about because it's coming from more like a political and, like, social beliefs, if you get what I mean. Like, it says here, um, it says here that he has some genuine set of political and social beliefs about Twitter, how Twitter should be run, and he feels like it isn't being run that way. He's basically saying it's like more like a one-sided thing. <laughs> basically saying, like, oh, you put your opinion, like I said, going back to what I said, you put your opinion out there, and then... It's it, everybody's wrong. Everybody's eyes is wrong. It's like it's totally wrong. It does it no like your opinion? Basically, your opinion doesn't matter. That's what they're trying to say. Like your opinion doesn't matter to me. Only like what I say goes, and that's the right answer. Don't matter if I'm right or wrong. That's what it goes, and it's messed up. It's really messed up. You know, it's merely messed up to hear all this and and you know look at how social media in this generation getting more and more dangerous like also in the article it says i also think that he gets a lot of pressure i mean not pressure he gets a lot of pleasure and utility out of tweeting and want and wants it to be optimized for his use the value of his company is in uh inherent by his being and oh sorry by his being a very strange public figure on twitter and so he clears a lot of value in tweeting and probably wants his Wants to own that for himself. Like, I understand Elon Musk is a very rich, very, not would say rich, he's a very wealthy, successful human being. Like, honestly, when it comes to a lot of these billionaires, you know, they start off, you know, like, just like us. You know, I mean, some, well, I don't say just like, well, a lot, of, like, they basically start off just like us. Some of them, have, you know, both parents, but, you know, they can't afford, you know, a lot of the stuff as a child, or they have maybe, like, either a, either a father, just a father or just a mother, same thing, they can't really afford a lot of the stuff they have, and, you know, they build a career for themselves, you know, graduate school with high honors, um, both high school and college, and then start investing in the stocks at a young age, like, coming up with great ideas, business ideas at a young age, and, and, you know, it just takes off from there, like, Elon, like, I, like, I think I've seen something out there where it says Elon Musk, like, I think it said Elon Musk made, um, PayPal at 22 years old, he was, like, I think it was, I think it revenued, like, 22 million dollars, somewhere around there, and then, fast forward, made Tesla. That profit a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. And you see Tesla now today. It's, it's 
big. It's a huge company. Like, mostly, mostly, like, maybe, like, more than, I won't say more, I, I would say, like, a little, like, maybe near 50% of the U.S. owns a Tesla. Maybe, I could be wrong. I may or may not be wrong, or may not be, uh, may or may not be right. But, um, somewhere along that line of people, or a percentage of people, owns a Tesla in the United States. And he himself, Tesla, is a huge company, a booming billion-dollar company, probably multi-billion-dollar company. And then he has SpaceX. And, you know, that also is a multi-million or billion-dollar company. So this man has a lot of revenue and a lot of money coming in on a daily basis. The man makes millions and millions of dollars per minute. A lot of these billionaires now that would come up with, like, the CEO of, well, basically the founder of Apple, um, and, you know, like, Mark, like, like, um, I think it's Mark Wahlberg, if I'm not, I think I could be, like, making a mistake, but Mark Wahlberg and, uh, Elon Musk and Jeff, uh, Bezos, like, all these multi-billion dollar investors are, and company holders and shareholders, they're, you know, they profit and they do wonderful things. Same thing goes for Elon Musk. This, this man makes, you know, great, basically great ideas that become multi-billion dollar ideas. And, and now, to extend it, he bought Twitter for $46 billion. One of the OG... Social media apps is in Musk's hands now. So, like, he's basically now the CEO of um, Twitter. And yes, some people, ever since he bought Twitter, some people dropped from the company. They quit after he bought Twitter. They quit. They didn't want to deal with Elon Musk. Like, I... Like, it's, like, Elon Musk doesn't play. Like, this man, he sees something, and he, you know, just takes, like, takes it, honestly. Um, and I don't know what Elon Musk will bring to Twitter. I really don't. Um... I know there are some rumors out there that uh, they said that Donald Trump convinced Elon Musk to buy Twitter when really all of those were false. He didn't really, you know, you know, say, yo, Elon Musk, buy Twitter, buy Twitter so I can come on there, buy Twitter. No, he never did that. No, it's all false. Like how they say fake news. It's all fake news. I did not. Like I like did I tell him to buy Twitter? No, he just did it for me. Did it for me. You know, the former president of the United States of America, like, like Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, like, it's all fake news, it's all fake news, stuff like that, like, no. But it's like, this is like, kind of like one of the topics, like, it's hard to talk about, because, like I said, Elon Musk is a very powerful, powerful, well, like, I don't want to say very powerful, but he's more like a, he's basically a powerful, wealthy man, and he is a... He's basically 265 
worth basically around that money, two hundred and sixty-five billion dollars. That's that's how much she's worth. And all, all I all I know is that Yes, yeah, she bought Twitter, but what he's gonna profit from it, I really don't know. Like I said, he he wants everybody to have a freedom of speech on Twitter, which I think that's a good thing. But at the same time, I don't think it was necessary for him. Um, it was. I don't think it was very necessary for him to buy Twitter, honestly. Like, because. Mark, because if you think of it, look, Mark Wahlberg owns Facebook and Instagram. He owns both of them. So, Elon Musk buying Twitter, it's, it's, I don't really, in my, in my perspective, I, I really can't really see that at all. Like, I mean, yes, he bought it for a huge amount of money, so I don't know if anybody's going to buy it off of him like that, again, for that much, or double the price of that, I really don't know, but, um... I feel like, in my opinion, that Elon Musk buying Twitter is just unnecessary. I mean, you already have like a great, you have two great companies that you that you run. Well, th- I would say three great companies that you run already. So, I like, like yes, I'm thank you for having like putting giving people freedom of speech to express their own opinion. I'm glad, but you know. If there's any more good stuff about that, besides that, that it's, it's like, you know. And thank you for, for Elon Musk. I feel like it's just pointless for him to buy Twitter. It is. But that's my own opinion, honestly. I mean, yes, like I said, freedom of speech is a, one, is a good thing. But we buy it for your own gaining revenue, then you know, I feel like it's just pointless. It's just pointless at that point. But yeah, that's that's my that's my my uh, opinion and take on uh, Elon Musk and the whole Twitter, you know, thing. Um, but like I said, very wealthy man, so he can do whatever he want with his money, literally. So next topic on the list, I've seen a hot take, and it said that Jack Jack Harlow is better than Eminem. And I'm like, Cat, that man is nowhere near Eminem. Nowhere near Eminem. Look, I we love Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow gave us, like, sorry, Jack Harlow's gave us a lot of hits ever since What's Poppin'. He gave us a lot of hits. And, you know, I mean, obviously this man's been, you know, blowing up way before then, but... What's poppin' made him blow up, like, further, going past his limits. Like, man, give us what's poppin', already best friends featuring uh, Chris Breezy. Um, he gave us Tyler Hero. Man gave us, uh, obviously, his recent one, First Class. And the list goes on and on. And also, what's poppin' with the baby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. That was huge as well, too. But that's that's like you know over a span of what couple years. But Eminem has been doing this since the late nineties, man. The late nineties and still coming out with bangers, bruh. 
still coming out with bangers. Banger. Like, every album that this man came out with was a banger. Obviously. Like, everybody knows... I mean, everybody obviously knows Eminem and everybody knows Jack Harlow. But Eminem has been doing this way longer. Way, way longer than every... Like, you know, than Jack Harlow. Like, ever since from his, what, 1996 album, Infinity? Like, come on now. He's been doing this since 1996, bruh. 1996. Bruh, like, let me name off all of his albums, man. Obviously, Infinity, when he first popped in 1996. The Marshall Matters LP in... In like 2000, the Slim Shady LP, 1999, the Eminem Show in two like 2002, Kamikaze in 2018, Recovery in 2010, Encore in uh, 2004, Relapse in 09, Revival, basically his comeback album. Obviously, didn't really do so well, but in, in 2017, Marshall's Matters LP two in 2013, Get the Guns. In 06, Music to be Murdered by in 2020. And the list goes on and on and on and on, man. This man has been doing this for a long, long time. And this man got hits on hits on hits. Bruh, like Venom from 2018 for the movie Lose Yourself. From the 8 Mile music video, or the 8 Mile movie, Till I Collapse, The Real Sim Shady, Without Me, Rap God, Stand, Godzilla, The Love, The Way You Lie, The Monster, Not Afraid, Mockingbird, Kill Shot, No Love, My Name, Bruh, this man has banger after banger after banger after banger after banger, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Bruh, like I said... Eminem is way, way better than Jack Harlow. Way better than Jack Harlow. Like, yo, like, in like, and also when when he start coming back out with music, like music after, like, what when twenty seventeen hit, I'm not I'm not talking about revival because revival was like kind of like one of his trash like trasher albums when he came back, but. 2018, when he came out with Kamikaze, bruh did a song with Joyner Lucas, bruh. Bruh did a song with Lyrical Joyner Lucas. And that was hella, hella good. Song named Lucky You featuring Joyner Lucas. That was my favorite song off that album, bruh. Seeing... Eminem and Jordan Lucas pair up on a song, like, the lyrical, the lyrical, like, the lyrical rapper from back then, lyrical rapper in this day and age, this day and age right now, Jordan Lucas, Eminem, bruh, bodied that song. That song was, ah, oh, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Like, I love that song with a passion. Kamikaze was a fire song. And then on top of that, 
Alright, fast forward to music to be murdered by in 2020. Bruh. Honestly, we gotta talk. Godzilla, rest in peace. Juice World, 999. Bruh. That song was so good. So good. Juice World on that hit was, oh, chef's kiss, bruh. And then at the end of Godzilla, bruh, you feel like you were going to have a headache, like a legit headache. Godzilla, the end of Godzilla was just, oh, my God, bro. Like, the whole song Godzilla was fired. And then Killer, that remix Killer with Jack Harlow and Corday. And keep in mind, look, Jack Carlo and Eminem was both on the same song. Killer remix, bro. Jack Carlo killed his part. I'm not gonna hold you. He he did he did good. Eminem though. Bruh, he 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 woke up with vengeance on that song, bruh. He woke up with vengeance when he made that song. Honestly. But like like I said, like Eminem do this. He do this. That's what he calls Slim Shady, bro. He do this. Eminem is obviously up there with Snoop. Up there with Ice Cube. Up there with, um, like, with a whole bunch of rappers, bro. Up there with Kendrick. Up there with J. Cole. Bro, he's up there, bro. He's, man, is... A really great rapper. Dr. Dre. All of them, man. All of the great rappers. He deserves to be up there. So up there with Jay-Z. Up there with Nas. Like. <sighs> comparing Jack Harlow to Eminem. Like, I love Jack Harlow. But he doesn't compare to Eminem. He don't. He don't compare to Eminem whatsoever. Like, like obviously, let's like we're gonna name off some of Jack Harlow's songs. First class off of his 2022 album, What's Poppin', Nail Tech, SUVs with Pooh Shiesty, Tyler Hero, Oh Um Always Best Friends. And I think that like besides the other stuff, I don't really know his other Songs. I mean, besides the I won, you know, off the Fast Nine Saga album, and then uh, through the night, I think with Bryson Tiller at one point. But overall, this man only has maybe like eight songs. Maybe not even eight. Probably like eight eight songs that people knows on top of their heads. Eminem got three times the amount of that, and. Everybody from the millennia, millennia era to Generation Z knows Eminem. Everybody, man. And I'm going to tell you right now. Eminem bodies Jack Carlo hands down. No ifs, buts about it. Bodies Jack Carlo hands down. No comparison. So, if you want to, like, say, oh, Jack Harlow's great. He's way better than Eminem. He's way better than Eminem. Prove it. 
Prove it that he's better than any Eminem. Prove it. So I swear. In freestyles, oh yeah, Eminem got you. And bodies you on top of that. Like how we did with MGK. Bodied him. Bodied him. Made him send MG packing. Going to rock. And now he's coming back to hip-hop. Bruh. Eminem is so great. He disses you so bad that you leave the genre that you started in. And make you go somewhere else. That's how good Eminem is. I don't see none of that from Jack Harlow. I respect him as a rapper. I respect him as a person. But comparing Jack Harlow to Eminem, no comparison whatsoever. No comparison. I stand by that. Nothing's changing, bro. Eminem over Jack Harlow, hands down. But speaking of Eminem, this man just got inducted into the Rock and Roll of Hall of Fame. And honestly, I am happy that he is. Like, Eminem deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, but I've seen that some people, um, some people was kind of mad about that. Like, some people didn't want Eminem to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ever. Because they didn't want him to be in there. Like, there's this... I forgot... I don't remember this guy that tweeted. But, like, I forgot... He's famous. I forgot his name, though. But he tweeted out, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just like the Grammys. They have no respect for our culture, black or hip-hop. And if you don't agree, you're racist, period. Point blank. So, basically, obviously, they're saying that, um... Because, you know, since, you know, Rolling Stone now inducted Eminem in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, basically he said, so where's Nas, Eric B, Humo D, EPMD, Fearless Four, Fat Boys, Lauren, Lauren Hill, Lil' Kim, Outkast, and hundreds of other black rappers. Get the fuck out of here. I mean... Look. I mean, yes, these... Basically, these names that he just named off, yes, they all deserve to be in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, they do. I'm not gonna hold you. I mean, look. Eminem has been doing his grind just like these other rappers were. Like, he, he basically did the grind just like them. Just like them. Like, to name off a few, like, Run DMC was in, was in 2009. Like, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five in 07. Beastie Boys in 2012. Public Enemy. A year later after them. In 2013, NWA in 2016, 
Tupac in 2017, Notorious B.I.G. in 2020, Jay-Z last year, and now Eminem in 2022, this year. So, he deserves it. I'm not going to hold you. He does this, like, this man is putting to work like all these other rappers, like Tupac, Biggie, like, N.W.A., Lauryn Hill, like, I mean, yeah, it sucks that, you know... They weren't included. I'm not saying that, yo, they shouldn't have not been included, but, like, he, like, Eminem, like, earned the respect just as much like Lauryn Hill and Lil' Kim and Outkast have, too. They've put the work and dedication to, you know, make music and good music for people to listen to and, you know, for people to vibe to and bop to. Like, I don't know... I don't know if you're, you know, making saying that he doesn't belong in there because he's white, which you're kind of sounding racist yourself. Um, but, like I said, like, every person works hard to get their music out there. And on top of that, you know, be known and be loved across, you know, the whole entire world and everything like that. Like, I mean, having no respect for the culture is kind of hard to say. Because, like I said, Eminem earned his spot. He earned his spot in the Rock and Roll um, Hall of Fame. He did. I mean, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people love Eminem. They said that his music hits just as hard as any metal and rock and roll song out there. And even one rapper, Corey uh, LeRae, uh, supports Eminem being in the um, in the Hall of Fame. She said, she said, um, I'm about love, equality, respect, and forgiveness. I have nothing against Eminem, 25 years of my life, all I know is that he's a very talented artist and actor. He said, let's build bridges and get over them before you burn the bridge and burn it and burn with it. Which is good, like, like I, like, like I said, he deserves to be up there with all the greats, he does. Man has been putting the work just like Tupac, just like Biggie, like Jay-Z, like Nas, like Lauryn Hill, Outkast, like all of them. He deserves to be up there. Like, like, in, in like, in his way, <sighs> it's, it's hard. It's a very hard topic. And on top of that, this man says, to all Eminem fans and fans all over the world, the beef is officially over. I'm letting y'all know I have no hate towards any of his fans and recognize his contributions to hip-hop. He truly is a part of the culture and one of the best to, uh, to rock the mic regardless of his color. So, you basically beef with this beef, kind of beef with him over his spot of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like, bruh, except that he deserves it, because this, like, they look like, 
take a look back at 8 Mile. True story. Man had nothing. Just like all of these other rappers. Just like Biggie. Just like Tupac. Just like N.W.A. All, he's basically just like all these rappers. Started out with nothing. like, And after that, found his passion in music and lyrical work and art. And basically expressing his music through words and art. And became a multi-million dollar music artist sensation. And, you know, like, expression, his, like, love of rap all around the world. And I respect Eminem for that. I do. Love the man. Love him till the day he dies. I love his music. I love how he is with art artists lyrically. I just love him as a general. I love him as a person in home. I fuck with him heavy. I do. I really do. And, like I said, Eminem deserves a spot. He definitely deserves a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I know this man has a lot left in the tank. And I know he's gonna, he probably has new bangers coming out soon. Or sooner than later. But I love, I love uh, Eminem with, with my whole heart. And I love that, that man so much. Congratulations for you being the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I hope you have many more great songs and another album on the way because I would love I would love to hear it bro I would definitely love to hear it last topic of the night Wrestlemania Backlash is almost here and I'm gonna give y'all my predictions for for Sunday night's pay-per-view And, man, like I said, one the one thing that I hate that WWE did was messed up as hell. I wish they didn't, didn't do that in the first place, but it's all because of lazy booking because that's how WWE is. <sighs> but here we go. So... First match on the list, Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, and Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, going at it again, but this time at WrestleMania Backlash. So, in this match, I feel like Cody Rhodes is going to have the upper hand. At this, it's been back and forth, pat like every single Monday night ever since WrestleMania 38. This man got his got his respect. This man deserves it, and honestly, this man will beat Seth Rollins again at WrestleMania Backlash. Like ever since he came back at WrestleMania 38. It was basically a dream match for everybody in the WWE to see Cody Rhodes come back and wrestle on top of that wrestle against Seth freaking Rollins. Obviously, at WrestleMania 38, he defeated Seth Rollins, and it was a glorious night of his return, and we love, love to see this man. And honestly, he's going to do wonderful things in the ring again. Like, every... Every single match has been a banger. Every single match that Cody Rose did has been a banger. 
This man has not lost a match once ever since his return to WWE. Not at WrestleMania 38. Not at, you know, his first... Not not even the dark matches. The after-air match. Not like after-raw matches. Like, the dark matches. He beat Kevin Owens. He beat Kevin Owens on TV. He, he was in... Uh, a eight man tag team with RK Bro and uh, and uh, Ezekiel and won that match. So this man has won every single match ever since his comeback from um ever since his comeback and coming back to WWE. Like I said, Cody Rhodes will beat Seth Rollins. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins part two. Cody Rhodes with the W. Calling it down. Next on the card, we have SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit in an I Quit match for the title. And honestly, yes, um, WrestleMania 38 didn't go as planned for Ronda Rousey. Like she was, she basically. Was close to winning the title. You know. See. She made Charlotte Flair tap. But obviously the ref was down. And then lost to a boot in the face. Which was. Didn't really expect it. At all. But it was more like cheap shots. So Charlotte Flair can retain her title. I really don't like Charlotte Flair. I want her to drop the title so bad. Like by other people. Like. I hate it. And I know you hate it. People in the WWE hates her with the title. Like, yes, understand that you're chasing down your father's, like, legacy. Becoming the first person with 17 titles. Like, I understand that. I understand that you're trying to basically beat your father's title reign. But... I don't, like... I just don't like Charlotte Flair as a person. I won't say as a person because off off the off WWE she's actually pretty nice. But on like on like in the camera while the camera's in front of her face she's a bitch. She's definitely a bitch. I don't like her. I really don't like her at all. Like Ronda Rousey should have won the title of WrestleMania. Honestly, I like you. In my mind, you win the Royal Rumble. You you face Charlotte Flair to lose to a boot in the face, like come on. That's how you lose a boot to the face. But since now it's gonna be I quit match at Backlash. I hope Charlotte Flair quits so Ronda Rousey can be champion. I hope that happens, man, because I really want her to be champion. I really do. I love Ronda Rousey. She was a dominant Raw Women's Champion when she first entered and stepped in WWE. And, you know, when she gets that SmackDown Women's Championship title, uh, she will be a very dominant, dominant SmackDown Women's Champion. Ronda Rousey for the W. That's my pick. Next one on the list. AJ Styles versus Edge. At backlash, now, a like this match 
was actually very. It was a very good. It was a. I'm not gonna hold you at WrestleMania. This was a good match. I'm not gonna hold you. The the build up for this match was like excellent as well too. Like Edge, not only had like a new character but a new persona and a new theme music. It just changed everything about Edge. He's went from the rated R superstar to basically like kind of like a if you think about kind of like a copy of the Messiah from Seth Rollins, just changing up a little bit different. And basically how Seth Rollins was a Messiah in the past and had a vision and everything like that, it's basically the same kind of route on Raw, just a little bit different. Because in, in a way, like, like how Buddy Murphy was, you know, was a disciple of the Messiah... Damien Priest is kind of like a disciple to Edge. It's weird how, it's weird to explain, but it's it's kind of true. It's kind of true. Um but in my mind, I feel like Edge will probably get the dub again. Like I don't know what story they're trying to go for with Edge. I mean, I heard it's been good. I haven't really been watching Raw recently um, for maybe the past two weeks. I probably missed a lot on Raw. But I feel like Edge will get the W again in this rivalry. Um, and, I've, and I definitely feel like... Um, I definitely feel like... You know, it's it's the radar. At the end of the day, it's the radar superstar. So he's definitely gonna get the W, no matter what. So my money is on Edge this match. Next one on the list is Bobby Lashley versus Almost with MVP. Now this sucks, honestly. Like at WrestleMania 38, like Bobby Lashley proved himself that he can. You know, do it out MVP just one time. And the one time he proved himself without MVP, MVP turned on this man. Said this man, oh, you're nothing. You're nothing without me. Like, remember, he basically saying, remember how you got your United States title? It was because of me. Remember how you got your WWE championship? It was because of me. Remember how the Herman started? Her business started? It was because of me. Basically, he's crazy saying, everything that I did for you was because of me. Without me, he basically saying you would never make it as a WWE champion. You would never make it like as you know as the leader of the Hurt Business. You would never make it as United States champion. Like every opportunity because of me, because you're sorry, you suck, you don't have what it takes, and basically sided with almost because he basically thinks like oh. You be- you betrayed my loyalty, you betrayed my honesty, you betrayed my trust, and you're nothing to me anymore. And I hate you for that. That's in that's what's in MVP's eyes. That's what he that's what MVP thinks in his head. That basically Bobby Lashley stabbed him in the back, that he didn't need him at ringside at WrestleMania thirty eight, and now he's with almost because you know, he sees potential in almost and do, do I see almost as a future WWE champion? Possibly. Maybe. I mean, 
if you think about it, the last the last big man that was you know champion was I won't, like like I won't say last big man, but you know kind of like almost as high was a uh, Big Show. Big Show was world heavyweight champion. He was like the man was world heavyweight champion. So I I won't be surprised to see almost as you know WWE champion or maybe United States champion or Intercontinental champion. He's nowhere near Universal Championship, so I can't really give him that. But he's probably the next thing he's probably gonna go after is maybe like the mid card title, like either United States or Intercontinental. It's gonna be one of them two. He he like I. He needs more build-up to become maybe WWE Champion or Universal Champion. He's nowhere near those two yet. But he's definitely probably more near United States or Intercontinental title reign territory right now. Um, but almost as a big dude. A lot of strength. Like, man, is strong as hell in the ring. Um, his only loss was obviously Bobby Lashley. Uh... One at WrestleMania 38 and one in an arm wrestling match. Like, that was kind of retarded to test your strength in an arm wrestling match. But it is what it is. Um, I feel like they should have had a, a regular match, honestly. Or maybe a Falls Count Anywhere match. I feel like that would have been better. Or anything goes match. That would have been better, too. But uh, I feel like it, if Bobby Lashley beat him at WrestleMania 38... Bobby Lashley can beat him at WrestleMania Backlash, and my money is on Bobby Lashley, because this man is strong as hell, and he basically proved himself at WrestleMania 38 why he's called the Almighty Bobby Lashley. Next card that we have on the list: Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss. Now, there's been some beef with each other ever since, um. Andre the Giant Battle Royale ever since the man won, you know, that match. And basically, you know, Corbin is saying, you're not like like the whole thing with MVP. He's basically saying, like, I stuck by you from day one. You had we had each other's back. You betrayed me now and you're not you're like you're nothing without me. You suck, you're trash. Basically, kind of how MVP did Bobby Lashley. It's the same kind of method in a way. I feel like Madcap Moss, over the weeks that he dedicated himself, like, now it's like basically showed the world that he can be an actual good wrestler and actually have potential. And I feel like at WrestleMania Bobby Lat, uh, back, sorry, WrestleMania Backlash, excuse me, I feel like. Madcap Moss would get a dub over Happy Corbin. I really do. Because Happy Corbin, Baron Corbin, I'm, I'm going to say that, it's basically a dick. He's been a dick ever since he went into NXT. Been a dick ever since he, you know, you know, got the money in the bank, got the U.S. title. Um, Was a bigger dick when he became king of the ring. So, honestly, I just feel that Mad Cat Moss can prove himself at Backlash and um, prove himself, you know, he's a way better wrestler than Baron Corbin. Obviously, Baron Corbin has been doing this, you know, maybe since like, what, 2016, I think? 
either 2015 or 2016. He's been doing that ever since then. So I feel like Mad Cat Moss has a lot of potential, and I feel like he can actually beat uh, Happy Corbett at his own game. So my money on this match is for Mad Cat Moss, and I hope he gets the W. So moving on to the last match of the card and one of the laziest bookings that WWE has done. Basically, we're all supposed to get a unification match at WrestleMania Backlash. The Raw Tag Team Champions, RK-Bro versus the SmackDown Champions, the Usos, battling out tag team title for tag team title. Who is the best tag team champion of all time? Unification match. But, obviously, that went downhill at the signing. And Roman Reigns ripped it up in front of Riddle's face. So, he basically said, it's no longer going to happen. Like, in my mind, you said you wanted the Usos to have two titles just like you. You have two titles. You have the WWE Championship and you have the Universal Champion. You're the undisputed Universal Champion. And you wanted the Usos to go out and get the Raw Tag Team titles. Nothing wrong with that. You wanted it to happen. And then you ripped up the contract that was a gun that was basically going to happen. You ripped it up and threw it in Riddle's face after you specifically said you want them to have two titles. Make up your mind, WWE, and make up your mind, Roman Reigns, because that was the dumbest call you have ever done. And on top of that, lazy booking. Like Paul, Paul Hammond said, six-man tag team match. That was the most dumbest idea of all time. You could have just had Drew McIntyre versus the Undisputed Universal Champion for both titles. And then RK-Bro and Usos have their unification title match. But no... Six-man tag tag team title, like, no, sorry, six-man tag team match. RK-Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Bloodline. That's the most dumbest match of all time, bruh. We all want to see a unification match. We're all happy and excited to see a unification match at Backlash. But no, they scratched the whole idea live on television. Scratched the whole idea in front of our faces and gave us the dumbest match that no one asked for. Yes, I'm heated because I asked for a unification match, not a six-man tag team match. No one wanted that. No one. I swear to God. WWE better, better fix this next pay-per-view. I want us to see a unification match, not a tag team match. I don't want to see that. I don't. Give me the unification match or I will flip my mind out. Like, honestly, give us want what we want. Give us what we want. We don't want no six-man tag team match. We want 
a unification match. That's all we want. But who do I think that's basically going to win this match? Honestly. Honestly, I feel like... I feel like it's going to be the bloodline. As much as I love Drew McIntyre and I love him so much, RK, bro, it's it's the Usos and Drew McIntyre. It's the Usos and, um, and the Undisputed Tribal Chief. They're going to find some way to cheat. It happens every pay-per-view. It happens every single, like... Obviously, the Usos find some way to cheat. Roman Reigns, every, like... Find some way to cheat and try to win the match. I I want RK Bro and Drew McIntyre to win. I really want them to win, but I know it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen that way. I I really I know it's not gonna happen that way. They they always cheat, especially you know Roman Reigns. I real like I honestly realize now that now i know this man's a, like you know a title winner like title holder and we want him to like win cleanly but this man doesn't win cleanly anymore this man wins by cheating now that's what he does he wins by cheating and obviously it sucks that he now wins by cheating but that's that's what he does he just cheats now it sucks to see that but it is, but it, it's the truth. It is what it is at this point. But, um, even though I want my money to be on RK Bro and Drew McIntyre, it's going to be on the bloodline. It, 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 it's, uh, it's basically majority rules at this point. My money's definitely, my, de my money's definitely going to be on the bloodline. Like, he's the longest reigning universal champion for a reason, so... I mean, if he loses at, if the Bloodline loses at Backlash, I'll be surprised, honestly. And basically, Drew McIntyre proves himself why he could be a double champion. So, but, yeah, that's my predictions on um all uh, the back uh, Backlash matches. Um, Backlash is coming up this Sunday. I'm excited to watch it, honestly. Um, and I just hope, I just hope that my picks were right. Um, I know I'm probably wrong and maybe one or two of them, but I, I love WWE The Passion. I really do. I love everything about it from the character to the belts to the storyline, everything like that. But, you know... I just hope Backlash is really good or if not good, like decent. So, but, yeah, um, that wraps it up for tonight's episode. Um, thank you for everybody to tune in tonight and, you know, listening in on my opinions on the top and on the topics that I told tonight. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, I just want to give my opinion out on a lot of this stuff. Like always, I just, you know, want to express what I've seen out there and just give my point of view about it and also make y'all happy and also 
I hope like I hope y'all enjoying my content that I put on a daily basis. Like I love doing this and it's never gonna stop and it's nothing nothing but going nothing but up from here. But yeah, that's it. Uh that's it for tonight. This is your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I'm out, y'all. Peace.